Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. What? <laughs> All right. How's everybody doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Good. All right. Rocking. So, uh, with that being said, we have an exciting guest today on the uh, Influence Factory. So I want to welcome everybody out there. And uh, Kate, on social media, if everybody wants to uh, play with you on social media, what are the instructions for that? Yeah, so we're on all social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Instagram, but we will be live tweeting every Influence Factory at GetSocialJack using the hashtag InfluenceFactory. Really easy to remember, and uh, the most engaged on Twitter wins a prize at the end, so make sure you're tweeting us. Wow. All right, cool. So hashtag influence factory. And then uh, Jackson, you know, we do uh, we, we save these in a lot of different places for people so they can learn on the go. Where can people pick up these uh, podcasts? So if, uh, if you're a podcast person, you're driving a lot, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker and SoundCloud. But if you like to watch the recording and see our beautiful faces, you can uh <laughs> You can find it on YouTube on our uh, Social Jack channel in a playlist called Influence Factory. Woohoo! So check that out. So, yeah, right on. And a lot of times people will uh, bring us into the background. They'll throw us in the conference room. We have a lot of people that join us on AudioCast, which means basically when you go into the mobile app, which is a mobile app for GoToWebinar, or uh, you can go into the audio controls of the GoToWebinar taskbar and you actually can change it from computer audio to phone call and it'll pop up a phone number and access code like what's on your screen and then you can rock and roll. So um, real, uh, just, we just had Lollapalooza here in Chicago. Kate, did you go to that? Did not. That's pretty crazy from what I heard. So yeah. Uh, just so we can get a little audience jumping in on things and whatnot. So uh, I want to know what your favorite live music band is. Like if you know they're coming to town, you just have to see them. So if everybody that's on with us today could type in their favorite live band, uh, they must still be alive too. So uh, <laughs> who is that? Kate, who is that for you? Um... Uh... I hate when you put me on the spot. Why do you always pick me first? I okay. saw Bruno Mars live and he was really, really good. I would go see him again. Um, I've also seen Train if you need to talk about a band. I went to a Train concert and the the crew that likes Train is a partying bunch. They were all standing up and singing and the vibe of that concert was really fun. So ah. they, were, they were a good time. Jackson, how about you? <clears throat> My favorite would probably be uh, ACDC because I could feel the pyrotechnics on my face. So that was really cool. So that <laughs> that was, just... was cool, but now one of them is gone. So that doesn't count. You have to pick a new one. So while you're thinking about that, uh, our buddy Leonard uh, chooses Kings of Leon. Do you know who that is? Kings of Leon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I say Leon. <laughs> Yes. And Wayne, our, and Wayne, our guest coming up, likes uh, Jeff Tweedy, Wilco, uh, yeah. Jackson Brown, and the Eagles. And I'm right there. I've seen the Eagles probably five times. Um, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, they're still touring. So that's good. I've Bernie just joined Eagles us. Too. They are yeah. live. Yeah, they are very good. So. Then I, I'll change mine to Sammy Hagar because I was like six feet away from him. 
and he was so cool like just he he like they told him because it was like a Coors Light branded concert yeah and they told him he couldn't drink anything on set like any water bottles that he had had to have the labels taken off uh he could drink Coors Light on stage he had a giant bucket of ice cold Coors Lights next to him the entire time but he told the crowd he's like that they told him that and he goes if you see me drinking out of an unlabeled water bottle, you guys know what I'm doing. So. Well, he owns Cabo Wabo, so I yeah. guess. Yeah. I was going to go with Sammy Hagar, too. That was a pretty cool experience. That was a really cool one. I think he threw Cabo Wabo on us, so there was part of the bonus. All right, everybody. Well, anyway, we're here to learn uh, also about cool concerts to go to and things like that. Um, but uh, really, uh, you know, as we come up, remember as you're uh, logging into Social Jack, uh, most everybody that listens to this or is connected to it uh, is connected to us. And you can uh, always get a jump in on a free membership. There's over 350 um, audio uh, recordings on there from going back years past. There's different lessons from Instagram and all the different social networks. And remember, uh, there's a ton of worksheets that are uploaded, so it's a great resource for you to jump in and enjoy that content, you know, that can help you along the way. Also, for members that are part of our business membership, uh, you can also get unlimited coaching access, which means if you have a question, ask away and we'll get it answered. Uh, and there are discount codes for all the upcoming events. Speaking of upcoming events, we have uh, the Social Media Strategy Summit. Uh, August 14th, uh, coming up from noon to four. That's next week already, Kate. Jeez, yeah. geez, that's coming up fast. So uh, we always make sure that um, we uh, get you in there and registered as part of uh, the Social Jack Promise. So if you're within our earshot, we will uh, definitely be automatically registering and getting you a ticket for this. And that's, um, Kate, what is that? That's uh, That's four hours, right, of content? Yeah, it's a four-hour virtual summit, completely complimentary, and SMSS is just so well-known for having the best of the best, like the top brands, and they, of course, have done it again this year. Um, you're going to see real-life case studies from marketing experts in the top brands, influencers, um, and then hopefully we'll get a few of them on Influence Factory coming up soon, so you'll get to meet them again. Yeah, right on, right on. And uh, Social Jack is a proud media sponsor and producer of that event. We also have two more blockchain events coming up here that we'll announce uh, next week. So we have uh, one in August and one in October, right, Jackson? That's what it looks like. Yes. Those will be coming up. We're just finishing up the finalizing, uh, all that cool stuff. All right, moving on to the news. So real quick, uh, let's get on to the news. So <clears throat> this is interesting, Kate. We have a, a guide to IGTV. What is that? Yeah, so you probably saw a couple of weeks ago that Instagram started a new longer content form for video called IGTV or Instagram TV. Um, it's for people that want to host longer videos. So um, it's up to 10 minutes. It's a minimum of 15 seconds. And of course, this is like really big for influencers who, um, you know, like makeup artists that want to share makeup tutorials or sports influencers that want to 
show behind the scenes. Um, even some big names were seen out there. Sean Mendez did a behind the scenes from one of his concerts. Um, John Mayer just did one. So it's really, really cool. One of the cool things that I really like about it is that they've changed the formatting a little bit. So Instagram's known for that box, that square, and you have to format pictures right. to fit within it. But this is like vertical or horizontal. It can be the whole screen. It's long form. It's longer than ever before. So um, really changing the game for Instagram, for anybody who uses it for their marketing purposes, for all influencers. Um, it's a really, really cool new feature. So if you haven't tried it yet, you definitely should check it out. Yeah, it looks like there's channels just like we have on YouTube and whatnot, right? So they're sort of following that same format that everybody's going to where you can set up a channel, uh, you can get subscribers to that channel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, that looks uh, super cool. Well, and obviously with uh, like with all the news and things that we cover on this program, there will be a follow-up email and you'll get all this cool info. All right, now for a little bit of disturbing news. <laughs> Facebook API changes me mean you can no longer auto post tweets Facebook. What does that mean, Jackson? Yeah, so this is a it's really it's a blessing in disguise is what I like to call it. So I was reading through here and you know it really the title caught my attention. He's saying you can no longer auto post tweets to Facebook. But in my head, I was going, why would you do that anyway? That's so right. <laughs> Thank you. It's so bad for branding. But they say that um, they say that in the article. It says, I have some good news and bad news. We'll start with the bad. As this week, you can no longer automatically, add, automatically share tweets to a connected Facebook account. And then later in the article, it says, um, now for the good news, you shouldn't have been doing it to begin with. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so it's it's a blessing in disguise. But those of you who are posting uh, have like a connected Facebook to your Twitter. If it's um, if it's posted, if it was posting, it isn't any longer. So that's why it's not working. If you were wondering, also, uh, it says that it'll still be connected. It it might show up under your connected uh, sites to your uh, Twitter account. Your like allowed apps. But even though it says that it's allowed to do that, it's still not going to work because of the way Facebook yeah. changed everything. And, and that that's the, you know, the essence of the, the pure essence of this article basically talks about the fact that it, you can't do it any longer, but you shouldn't have been doing it to begin with. So you're welcome, kind of, if you were doing it, they're saving you. But I saw a comment on the article that was talking about how it's because Instagram wants Instagram and Facebook want to keep that between the two of them. But just to add on to that, I hate when people have their Twitter or their Facebook aligned with their Instagram because the pictures don't show up correctly and it just right. looks spammy. We had an yeah. ex client of ours that just would not stop tweeting her Instagram and the pictures don't pop up. So it's just Twitter of spam, line after line after line. I'm not going to follow you if that's what your Twitter looks like. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, I agree with that. So, all right, good stuff, guys. So we'll send this out. And then, Kate, wasn't there a caveat, too, about uh, posting? They changed something where you can't post to personal pages or auto-post or schedule, right? 
Yeah, you can't schedule. So I don't know if you remembered a couple weeks ago in the lesson, we talked about um, how they had changed the Facebook API and you couldn't tag in third party scheduling platforms through Facebook. So we showed you the workaround was to pre-schedule in business. Well, they've taken away the pre-scheduling for personal and now they've taken, they've changed the API so you can't use a scheduling platform to schedule personal posts on a personal Facebook. So we're looking for the workaround for that. If you use something like Hootsuite or Social Report, we're trying to figure out the next step. But as of right now, you're gonna have to do all those posts organic. Yeah, right on, right on. All right, guys, well, uh, super quick. Um, we're gonna put up our waiting list thing here. We're gonna have a quick lesson, 60 second lesson, then we're gonna bring our guest on. So real quick, uh, do you wanna be on the waiting list for any of these upcoming classes or workshop that will kick off in September? So we have influence development and marketing, social streaming, personal branding and storytelling, or LinkedIn social selling. Uh, we'll put you on the waiting list and we'll contact you first as these classes are released. So uh, actually uh, let us know. Okay, good. So it looks like a lot of people choosing both LinkedIn so and uh, influencer development. Good stuff, folks. All right, so real quick, our lesson. So 60 seconds or less, here comes our lesson. So a lot of you have been through our class, which uh, dictates 20 minutes a day. And really it's about time chunking. It's about taking and having outcome-based intentions. So when you log into LinkedIn, are you looking to book appointments? Are you looking to grow your personal brand, humanize the brand? What is your objective? So whenever you log in, you should absolutely have an outcome in mind. Doesn't mean you can't go in and be social throughout the rest of the time, but if your objective is to book business, um, if you're an account exec and it's to build a relationship with your audience, time chunk, put it in your calendar, make sure it happens and make sure you know exactly what to do. This is uh, our worksheet that shows you uh, things that can take a couple minutes, things that can take five minutes, things that might take you 10 minutes, but yet you're gonna achieve an outcome of getting X number of appointments or referrals. So, uh, and you can find this worksheet along with other worksheets inside uh, the Social Jack platform. So without <clears throat> further ado, I have my uh, good friend and ally here from the LinkedIn world, uh, Wayne Breitbarth, uh, who's uh, on with us today. He's a CPA. I didn't realize that. He's a certified public accountant. I've known him for a while. Uh, sold over 80,000 copies of his LinkedIn book, has done over 1,000 LinkedIn presentations in his nine years. His daughter was a finalist in a, for a Grammy Award as a music educator, and his hobbies are hiking, scuba diving, bass fishing, thrifting, and spending time with his granddaughters. So cool stuff. Welcome, Wayne. Hey, Dean. Great to see you again, man. Been a while. Yeah, for sure, man. It's like uh, we keep passing each other on posts. <laughs> we, do. we used to hug each other at the at the Dream Bank, so we got to do that again someday. Yeah, right on. Yeah, it's cool. And, uh, you know, it's funny, you know, it's just life shows up. And you mentioned granddaughters on here. And you saw my son Jackson on the show today. And uh, and so as I think about this, it's like, man, it's like things just flash by, you know, people come on the program and see Jackson and remember him from, I want to say, uh, Jackson, when did I start having you work events? It was like 10 years ago, wasn't it? You were, you were just a young whippersnapper. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, and, and uh, so, you know, it'd be interesting how you influence and inspire those granddaughters and what they decide to do. So, um, but there's three in one, you got a little bit of time to work on that. But it is a blast. Boy, I'll tell you, there's nothing. I heard somebody say the other day, I wish I would have done grandparenting first. 
I like that. <laughs> That's a good one. If we could have found a way to do that, we'd do it, right? Yeah, we did godparenting first. So my uh, Holly, my wife, and I were the last ones to have children and, you know, sort of late in life, if you will, and later in life. And so with that being said, we turned out being godparents for just about, you know, every other set of couple that came across our path. <laughs> so we don't have gr- grandchildren, but we have a lot of god, is it, yeah, godchildren, right? That's what that would be. Hey, listen, so I saw the uh, thrifting. Just, I, I want to know that part about you. So what is what is that? How did you get attracted to that? And, and do you still do that? So, you know, it started with actually listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. Who started to speak about the opportunity you have thrifting because of this other, because the marketplace, the Amazon marketplace. And right. so at the same time I heard him, what, Gary Vaynerchuk's talking about thrifting. I ran into my neighbor who runs a business where he handles all of this, the hard part of putting the stuff on Amazon, right? So between the hearing Gary and meeting my neighbor, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna try this. And so now when I'm out of town, I mean, I'm doing my speaking and I got the afternoon off, I flew in early because I never wanna miss a flight for the day after. I just go, okay, I'm gonna find the used record stores and the thrift shops and spend a couple hours seeing if I can find some treasures that we can put online, give to my neighbor. And I mean, does it make me a little hobby money? Yeah, it makes me a little hobby money, but it's just the, the fun of the treasure. I mean, the other day I found a CD worth 280 bucks, man. It was a home run. You'd, you'd swear I just booked a five months of $3,000 LinkedIn trainings with a client as happy as I was. It was nuts. Wow, man, that is so funny. And you know, what's what's interesting. I used to make fun of my dad because when we were going on vacations, uh, and we went all over the country, we couldn't go anywhere without stopping at a flea market or at a garage sale. And it could just be, and it used to drive my mom a little bit crazy, but he would find stuff like that, you know, and I've got probably a thousand books in my possession because of all the different, like you say, treasures that he collected along the way. But um, yeah, like your, like your mom, it drives my wife crazy. Right. Well, and and you know what's funny? It's almost like I feel like the world's going retro. So like, um, you know, Jackson and Sydney are in theaters, so they'll they'll shop at thrift shops for theater stuff, but they also shop there for other things. And now, all of a sudden, vinyl's coming back. My daughter, for her sixteenth um, birthday, got a record player. How about that? Remember the ones that open and close? You take it to your friend's house and li- listen to records. Who remembers that? That's on the show today. That's like, really? We're going back to vinyl. I think it's pretty cool. So. We are dating ourselves, my friend. We better move on. Yeah, right. Okay, good. So, <laughs> uh, so in the world of LinkedIn, which we're all, everybody that's listening and everybody that's, uh, you know, on with us today, as as we think about the world of LinkedIn, you know, and you heard some of the news about how the world is changing. And we we noticed that LinkedIn has made a lot of changes as of late, and uh, they'll continue to make changes. But for you, what are you most excited about with uh, the changes that LinkedIn has made? I think overall, the thing I've noticed in the last year and a half since Microsoft took over the platform is it it appears that they're listening better. Um, I actually had to, was able to have a chat conversation with the help center the other day. I'm through right. my mind. I really a real person going back and forth with me. I got my thing fixed. It's wonderful. Um, they took away a bunch of things way back a year and a half ago that they brought back a few things because I think people just squawked. And Mike and LinkedIn would have never done that prior to Microsoft. Right. No. So I think they're listening. And it appears that a lot of the changes they're making 
are business oriented as opposed to just recruiting based. Now we know they make most of the money on the recruiting platform still as we speak, but I think that they do realize they've got something here from a business standpoint too. Now, that being said, I'm excited about all that stuff. When it comes to how they're handling still closely held, privately held mid-sized businesses from like a, even a paid standpoint, I think they're totally missing it yet. I think there's a, just a slot, there's just a slug of money that's available that a bunch of the clients that I work with are dying to do something, spend some money on LinkedIn, but they have not found that little sweet spot yet because they're still catering to the really large companies on the, on the paid part of the platform. So I think you're right. You made the statement. It's going to keep coming and going and changing and we have to just keep moving along and, you know, we'll just keep losing our hair. What can I say? <laughs> I'm a little ahead of you on that. Um, I just know that when LinkedIn makes a change, I just shave more of my head. So it's just, you know, yeah, so it doesn't I don't fall. blame you. Um, so, you know, it was interesting. I, I didn't realize, you know how they did the new, um, I wanted to ask you about this. So the new keyword feature, um, I didn't realize it wasn't being rolled out to everybody. Uh, what's and, and it's interesting, um, you know, where you can actually look in, they're, they're calling them communities, which feels a little bit com confusing to me because, you know, people think of communities, at least in the B2B business world, a little different than, than hashtags as communities. So, so what's your thought about how they're handling hashtags? Uh, you, you feel like it's going to stick and do you like it, not like it? I hope it sticks. I mean, Me I'm, I'm optimistic that because now it's Microsoft and they, they maybe will stick to things longer than LinkedIn. I hope it sticks because we need to find a way to sort out this content. Right. The content is so there and the feed is the feed itself is worthless. Right. Just worthless. There's too many second degree and, and sponsored and this and that, that you just can't find the stuff you want. So either they've got to come, the hashtag has got to work or they got to let us customize our feed to the 50 people we love, the 50 people we want to follow. And they can drop in some ads every once in a while. But right sure. now, the way the feed looks, who spends any time in the feed? So um, I'm, I'm optimistic about the hashtag thing. I think it is a little weird that they called it communities because that sounds like groups or whatever. So. Yeah, right. I don't and, think that's really a community, but. Yeah. And am I going crazy? So like, do you see, um, you know, so on the main screen, when you pull it up, I swear communities used to be right here when I logged in and on, on the screen, you know, at least the people that had the option. And now they moved it to where you have to do a search with a hashtag to get to your community. So I'm like, why did you move my cheese? You know what the problem is, Dean, is that I think we are their constant beta. Right, where back in the day when, when I think about how companies would test stuff before, it wouldn't be tested on all two, 600 million users. Right. And I think that's what they do. I think they just, they just test things right on the platform. And like you said, you moved it. And that community thing, I tried to speak within a group the other day about it. And half the people said, I don't know what you're talking about. They right. didn't have it yet. I know I was in a training yesterday and everybody that I checked in my previous training had it. So I make that grand assumption. Oh, finally, I know a couple months ago, you know, they said, well, we're going to be slowly rolling this out and testing it to a, a pilot group. And we we're pleased to have it. So I waited a couple months and then in my training, I added it in. And then 50% of my training, like you said, was like, I don't have that on my screen. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. And there's nothing more frustrating as a presenter when half the audience is raising uh, Wayne, I've never seen that before. And then talk about losing momentum and you know all that stuff. So 
I really let things before I showed things like this brand new thing happened with the profile this week that we can talk about where they merged together in your jobs. I asked the other day in front of the audience, I said, how many of you have seen this new feature where if you have several job titles that there's a line now instead of all the logos showing up and half the people hadn't seen it yet. So when I do that, then I'm not going to really address it in my blog or whatever, because I don't want to frustrate people. So, um, so here's the, we, yeah, so, so, so tell us a little bit about that. So what's, yeah, so do you have, do you have any entries on your profile or you might have to bring mine up or somebody else's it, it's where you've, you've said, I worked at this company for 15 years and I have these titles I've had. So if you scroll down, you'll see how it's lumped together. See that? Oh, dot? yeah. So anytime somebody puts a job entry that's attached to the same company page where the start and the end date are within a month is what they've said, they'll put them together. Oh, so they're bridging, they're bridging the positions, right? So, so and, and so far when I ask people, what do they think of this? People tend to love it because it, it, it shows that if I've been here and I got promoted, 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 it's real clear to see that I had a path of progress and people promoted me. And so, so far I'm gonna hold, withhold my personal feeling, but I'm telling you, most people tend to say thumbs up. Yeah, so, so those of you that are listening on audio only, so this feature, you know, if you've, if you've, you know, as Wayne said, moved up the ladder, it's allowing you to bridge those and it's, it's putting a nice little connector, uh, connecting the dots. And, and that's, I think that's huge because, you know, a lot of people will have like three things going on. And then, but they'll be at one place throughout that whole piece, you know, so, so like, but they'll, you know, they'll contract work and the, the world is heavy in contract work these days. So, yeah, I like it. I think it's I mean, pretty cool. What I don't like about this feature that it's tied together because it happened the same day is if you'll notice, they've now taken your job entries. The, the last five job entries used to have all the verbiage, all 2000 characters, and they've squished yeah. it. Everyone now says see more, see more, see more, right. see more, which that changes the strategy for people in that you better make sure that the part that's above the see more is good. Right. So Abs people absolutely. won't read the whole thing, right? And it, you can't tell this long story. It's like the intro, like the part you're showing right now. Just like that intro where the summary, the summary is the full summary where you're pointing out what we call the intro. LinkedIn doesn't call it the intro Right. Those of us. Now that intro better go bang. Right. In the first three lines in the first three lines. Yes, exactly. So they're doing all this squishing because maybe it looks nicer or maybe that maybe they're I don't know. I guess it's probably just because it looks nicer. Right. And and, it, and you could see more more general headings, as, at least as the jobs relate. But it causes a person to really think through what do I have up there now? Do I have to change the way the format is? And probably the answer is yes. You know, and um, I'm sort of curious on your feeling of this. What I would love to see is I would love to know uh, how many people actually clicked on show more or see more on my profile? Like how many people took the time to expand it? Because I think that would be good data for us to go, you know what, maybe I better punch it up at the top a little bit. Yeah, and, and what's, your, what's your gut tell you? Um, I, well, my, I think, well, my gut tells me, well, for me, it's like, you know, I look at who's, 
who's viewed my profile and who's who's digging a little deeper with me and um you know and actually messaging me as part of the process of being on my profile or responding no. yeah but doesn't your gut tell you that we're going to scroll sort of as fast as we can and our eyes try to just pick up on spots and we're not oh, going to open those yeah. yeah right so that's why i think you know every time they do one of these see mores we do have to say to our make the assumption i think that a rearrangement of the content to get across your point need to do that yeah no no i'm with you on that and i uh, but i would love to i still love to see stats on people how many people click the show more or see more oh, <laughs> you know the problem we got now with when it relates to getting that kind of data from linkedin when they were publicly traded they would share that on their quarterly earnings calls, things like that, because that's what analysts always wanted to hear. But we could hear it too as users, right? Or mm -hmm. and as teachers. Now that now we don't have to get any of that because it's just a part of Microsoft, right? Right. So we don't get that kind of data that was so useful. And you know their data their data and analytics are very limited. Crap. <laughs> well, thank you. I was trying to avoid saying that word, but I'm yeah, yeah. ditto, man. I'm with you. It's at least PG-13 here, so we're good. <laughs> it is PG-13. Um, so, uh, so interesting. And Miriam just wanted to confirm that uh, um, that uh, 2,000 characters still holds, right, with uh, these segments? I, I, it's still 2,000 characters. Hey, you know what? I learned something interesting a few months ago. Did you know about how to expand your uh, headline to an extra, oh, 80, extra 80 characters? I think it's 100, isn't it? It's 220, I think. Oh, okay. It's hundred But you know, I am finding this that some Android phones I heard don't that. let you do it. Right. And it might be the version or whatever. So when people write me, say, Wayne, I can't do the 220. I tried it everywhere. And I say, grab an apple. You need an apple. <laughs> and then they come back and say, I used my brother's apple and it worked fine. <laughs> There you, go. there you go, Jackson. He's in the booth like screaming right now because he just switched and he said, I'm never going back. But they all have their benefits I mean, and features. That is a great tip though for people is because if you somebody gives you a hundred extra 80 or a hundred extra characters in one of the most important parts for keywords and for descriptiveness of who you are, you gotta grab it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, yeah, and and there's another strategy there too is front load the ones that are most important because on the search bars and things like that, you can still only see, you know, a portion of the original, you know, 120 in there. So it still yep. has that limit, you know, from there. Oh, oh Maggie. Yeah. yeah, so Maggie, you just have to go on a mobile device and edit your headline from the mobile device. But the key is be careful if you go and edit it on a desktop it's going to chop it off again so just have it handy gonna, copy and yeah, copy and paste and put it back in there so you are right i tell people i do it once a week so you better screenshot it or have it available <laughs> now what's interesting dean about the squishing in that summary section i do love how the two pieces of content show up yes 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 that is way better than what it was so when sure. i do profile critiques with people i say are your two best pieces of content sitting right underneath that intro because now they show above the fold yeah and only two because you want that descriptiveness if you pile in three or four like you'll see down in one of my jobs right then it doesn't show any description of what's there and nobody clicks anything yeah for sure yeah so it's like you uh you sort of lose and it's just more of a thumbnail type effect but when there's two there it's pretty cool and as a matter of fact i'm going to trim back those other job things now that that section has changed 
to just put two on each one so I can at least know this is a video of this and this is my PDF file of this or this worksheet or whatever. Yeah, you know who just joined in the audience is cool. Don Stanley. Don Stanley. Do you know that character? That guy, we're going to... I can't wait. I'm going to be having him on the show here shortly. So <laughs> I love him. So uh, welcome, Don. Good to see you on. So um, Len asked, before Microsoft bought LinkedIn, you could rearrange the sections such as recommendations uh, further up versus at the bottom. Now you can't. Um, any thought of that coming back or what do you think about the way it's? So you, you, here's what you can rearrange these days. You can still rearrange your current jobs and you can still rearrange your education. You cannot rearrange major sections. Right. Uh, I like the flexibility. It was a nice feature for people if you wanted to highlight something else to move it to the top. Um, so I wish it would come back. I wish it would come back. It might. I don't know. I, I don't have any insights. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And but it's, like, and it, like this, for a student, it was always a student might want to bring up their education section because they're still a student or something, you know. So it, did, yeah. it had a lot of sense to it, but. You know, they don't ask us, so we just got to play along at some point. Yeah, what's interesting is uh, you and I were talking a little bit about um, in the profile about one of the things like, you know, that made sense from a networking perspective, like volunteering and the things that you do you know, that you do that are sort of that, that humanized your brand that made you, you know, the interest section and all those things. Um, do you think those are, any of those are coming back or, you know, like you, you mentioned to me and I didn't realize this, that the data is still available in our profiles. And I just, I, I remembered as soon as you told me that, that I was like, oh yeah, when I exported all the data in my profiles, you know, when you do the export, I was like, wow, I saw this stuff and what are they going to do with it? You know? And so, for some reason, they, they're keeping this data, and maybe they're going to bring that section back. I don't know. I mean, I liked that interest section because it did humanize it. I liked when we were able to pick those volunteer things. I mean, you, I don't know. I, I, I hope they bring both of those back, my personal opinion. Right. In fact, um, I think you do this too, but I had told, you know, I had mentioned to people about making sure they put that sort of personal thing down in their summary. So if people are reading it, they get a little sense for, um, for, you know, some, some, something that's, that's not business about. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good spot to put that. Yes. I mean, what I've, been, what I've been teaching a lot of other people is this. I had a guy the other day that we were doing a consult and I got his resume and I was critiquing how they tied together and all that. And at the bottom of his resume on one line, he said, past president, 10 years of what was the most influential association in his industry, right? Now he jammed it in at the bottom of his resume because that's where you put it. And I said, hold the phone. Were you really the president of the most influential industry association you that in your, yeah, oh yeah, that's me. I said, so there's only 10 of those guys in a hundred years? Yeah. I said, oh you God. need, that's not a, you got to screen that out. And he said, well, how would I screen that out? And I said, two places. I'd add a job entry. I'd say food marketing network industry expert. And I would explain for 10 years, I was the guy. I spoke, I was on panels and I even have some, maybe a video of a panel that you're on or whatever. And I'd explain, I'm the guy. And then I might even take to some of my 220 characters and say, food manufacturing industry expert. Yeah. Right. And and he said, oh, my gosh. I said, you look like one now as opposed to one little line shoved in because the resume is two pages and that's where it goes. Right. The beautiful thing about profiles is it doesn't have resume rules. 
So, so what, when you're coaching people on that, you know, so let's talk about that a little bit on the profile, you know, what things, since there have been so many changes, what are some of the things that, you know, you coach people that are like the most important thing to pay attention to and, and, you know, then how to, you know, how to weave that in so that people feel that connection to the profile. Right. So, so the first strategy has to be, and this isn't the, the weaving in or the interest big part too much, except you got to think about the keywords because it's still a search engine. Yeah. And if you haven't thought through as a job seeker, what words are in the job post or as a sales guy, what your customers Google, if you haven't thought that through, you need to. And then you better get those words in the profile in a whole bunch of spots. Now, not to the point where you put keyword minus keyword, comma, keyword, comma, that, that's not gonna work, but you weave it into the story and you better make sure your keywords are in these three spots because the search engine seems to like these three spots, the headline, all your job titles, if it's applicable to the job titles and the skill section. Yep. And, it's, and in that skill section, the big change that took place in the last six months was now we can pin yep. our top three skills and we can rearrange the skills in the subcategories that LinkedIn has put those in. And why don't you open up, open up, hit your pencil there. And I think this is really interesting. At the very top of this box, look what it says. Reorder your skills within a category or choose up to three skills to feature. Now, think about that. LinkedIn has never given us instructions on anything. I know, right? Right? <laughs> so when they gave instructions for the first time in 15 years, <laughs> my antenna went through the roof and said, important. Right. Right? They didn't go through all these changes of programming with these pins and these up and down icons in a trash can unless this is a super duper search engine section. Right, right. And one thing that I think, uh, am I missing something here, but are they still automatically assuming these other sections, what's industry knowledge versus uh, tools and technologies and interpersonal skills and other skills? It's like, cause they're not organizing mine the right way and, and there's no way to, you know, sort of jump these around or did they open this up? Am I missing something? You, you cannot jump subcategories. I know. The only, the only subcategory you can jump from is up to the top three pins. That's what I thought. The okay. rest of them have to lay in there the way they think they should lay in. And some of them don't make sense, of course. No, not at but, all. Not at all. But think about this, Dean, though. If they're still letting us rearrange within subcategory, then there must be something to that. Or something coming. <laughs> do it. Could be what I find about this this section is so wild is that most users still don't know you can add the words you want. Right. They yeah, think yeah. that it's totally controlled by LinkedIn, even though there's a word there it says add a new skill. So I mean, so that's what one thing that that people have to concentrate on is we still have to try to keyword optimize our profiles. I think that's still important. And one little tip about the titles. You know, like there's your title, developer chief visionary, right? Okay, great. That's what it says in your business card. Using a parenthesis after that and commas and keywords and commas and keywords and closing that parenthesis using all 100 characters, that's going to help you in the search terms, the search algorithm, but catch this. It'll help you on the mobile app too. Because on the mobile app, Dean, where it says in 2015, Dean created blah, blah, blah. Right. That has to be a, that's a see more. But if you put under chief visionary in parentheses, the things you guys do, podcast, blah, 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 that shows up on the mobile app because it shows titles in their entirety, all 100 characters. 
Yeah, you're right. Right. That's a good tip. Yeah, for sure. I so like expand that. Expand your titles both for keyword searchability and for clarity on the mobile app. Okay, you got that, Kate? All right. So uh, that's uh, that's cool. So, uh, oh, um, uh, Miriam says, I'm confused. You said what you did on the desktop did not show. Oh, no, that was for the... Um, that was for the uh, uh, actual uh, headline itself. If you modify it on the cell phone or on your smartphone and you go to the desktop and you open the headline editing section, it's going to chop it off when you go to save it. You just have to be prepared to go back to your mobile device and re-update that. And that's the headline. only section that we have this little quirk. So people go, oh, now I got to start doing things two ways. So far, that's the only section that I have found that. So I get uh, mixed uh, messages from my people at LinkedIn and then my buddies at Microsoft because I, ha I have a deep history with Microsoft. So I have some friends on the blended side because they have this sort of blended team between the Microsoft people that sort of help on the LinkedIn side. But um, there are things that that feel like uh, it always it always was that it, as long as you could find the words, those keywords on your profile, um, they were searchable by Google. You know, they were indexable by Google. Uh, are there any places that you're finding that you're, you know, people may be putting effort into and those words don't count? Or is it, you know, is, is it put, put them wherever you can? I mean, the only place I, I don't think the words count is in those descriptions of the pieces of media that sit there. Otherwise, I think they all count. Okay. But here's the thing I found find about the algorithm these days that's really frustrating is that if, if I go search for, uh, you know, uh, influencer development education platform, right? That's you guys, right? If I search that term and I, and there's, let's say a hundred of you people that have that in their profile, even with quotes around it, you're not going to be on page one. Right. Like you used to always be on page one because LinkedIn right. would say, here are your friends that do influence developer yes. education. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want your friends first? And now they have purposely, for sure purposefully, shoved you down to page three, four, or five, and I don't know why. Other, and the only explanation I got in, our, in a little chat room or whatever, we're, we're all complaining, was, well, LinkedIn probably thinks it's better to meet new people that do influencer platforms than the guy you already know. Right. And I think that so flies in the face of making connections with people who might need you someday. Yeah. And, you know, I noticed that. Um, and some and sometimes the algorithm that they're bringing me, you know, I don't mind getting recommended additional people for me to look at. And, and most of us know to change that search to like first connections. So at least you're getting the people that are first connections first. Uh, most people don't know how to, you know, don't realize that's something they should be doing. Um, but it's just frustrating that the people that are coming up on top, sometimes I'll look at their profile and it doesn't make sense why they were selected. And, and here's what I think. When I look at those and I go, what, why is she first? Here's what I find. The word that you searched is one of the few words they have on their profile, period. They got sparse profiles. And so the, the formula must be something like, as a, all of the words on their profile are X, this word is there. If the denominator is smaller, oh my gosh, to the top. If you have good profiles like we have with good descriptions and all that, well, it's just one word among the thousands and thousands of words that Dean has. So they're almost giving you credit for, for not being having less. Good, right, 
for not having descriptive profiles. Oh they're always sparse. They're always sparse. And I know. That's what drives me nuts. And it frustrates everybody that I work with on a profile because they go, listen, Wayne, you told me to have these real good descriptions and pain points for my clients and all this kind of stuff. I said, you should. He said, well, that's hurting my search. I said, it probably is. It probably is. Once people get there, it gives you stickiness. That's what I tell them. That's right. But what, yeah, once you get there, they get you then, right? Yeah. They don't have to scratch your bald head and go, what's this guy do? <laughs> so, I mean, I, and this could change today, Dean. You know, they could, I know. maybe they'll. Well, that's why, they, the that's why I tell people to pay attention to our blogs and our posts and our updates, like what we do here, because, you know, we're talking about things that are going on right now and ways that we're working around them. So that's why it's important for people to, you know, you hear this today or whenever you're listening to this, and then you need to go to our websites, you know, Wayne's website, our website at Social Jack, and, and really pay attention to what's now, because, you know, it will change tomorrow. It's guaranteed. Amen. Um, yeah. So, um, so really, you know, in this uh, time, um, you know, uh, Leonard asks, uh, are they evolving more about finding jobs, getting hired in HR versus doing business? Uh, I, I, I like what Wayne said early on. It feels like they're, because of Microsoft, they're moving way more toward doing business. All their, some of their biggest revenue comes from the HR side of the world. You agree with that, Wayne? Right. Yeah, so last time we saw it, it was two thirds. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So now, um, so now I think it's, it's, you know, I think, I think they're finally making it. And, and just with the fact that it's keyword driven, the keywords are, um, you know, are, are, you know, a significant way for you to attach to other networks and other trends. So tell me your, you know, when you're explaining keywords, cause we had a couple questions when you and I were talking about this, give, give us uh, maybe sort of the way you explain keywords and how to best use them or, or work with them. So um, one of the things you might want to do is if you have, have a chance, go to my, go to my website, powerformula.net while I'm, while I'm setting this up. So the key words is this, what words do you, are, do you think you're being Googled for uh, HR person searched for what words do you think that people are going to search for you? And, and go to the free resources tab and just go down to the worksheets. And there's a keyword worksheet that I think your listeners will, will get a lot of this out of. But the bottom line is you, you've got to proactively think about your words. And it just boils down to this. It's, it's really Google, right? It's really what words do they, if you're a salesperson, it's what do they Google? And that's why you got to go to your marketing department, your salesperson and say, listen, what are we getting Googled for? Those are the same words I need to put in my profile. I'm going to put them where Wayne says in his keyword worksheet here. And most marketing departments, they're not being proactive handing those out to the salespeople, but they right. should. Now, as a job seeker, the keywords are always going to be this. They're always going to be what words HR, the recruiters, using to find you. And it's even gotten worse because you're, you, have you ever aware of an AT, uh, what applicant tracking system is, Dean? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, this thing is a game changer for companies, but it's, it's a killer for candidates because they haven't figured out that there's a robot who's going to scroll through the digital document of a resume and LinkedIn profile and spit out 15 resumes out of the 300. And the other 285 are going to be, they could have been the greatest resumes in the world, but they didn't match enough. And those 15 are going to be rolled down to the VP of sales to hire a new sales guy. And you're not going to get looked at. So right. as a job seeker, you got to have your own robot 
And the robot that I suggest they use is jobscan.co, jobscan.co. That robot is the candidate's robot to, to pre-robot and backfill your resume and your profile with the words of the exact job posting that you're thinking of applying to, but before you apply, because it doesn't do any good if the cow's out of the barn, you already applied. Right. And this thing works great. I mean, it's unbelievable. If you just scroll down, you'll see you paste in your resume as it exists and you paste in the job posting you're thinking of applying to and you push scan and your robot works for you and it gives you a score. <laughs> it'll give you a score and then I'll tell you the words you're missing. Right. Job scan has a free and a premium version, just like all these kind of sites. But I'm telling you, if you don't get a robot of your own and you're a job seeker and their robot is acing you out, good luck, man. Yeah, and uh, Miriam just said that's what certified professional resume writers, which is I, how I think we uh, met Miriam. I think I did a workshop for you guys, uh, specialize in the ATS system. So it's uh, interesting how, uh, you know, another uh, part of automation, AI, and all the cool stuff that's that's available at our fingertips. Yeah, the old, the old days of going down to the Walgreens on Saturday night and getting the, the want ads so you could type resumes all <laughs> Sunday and go to the post office. All right, now you're, now you're dating us. <laughs> now you're really dating us. <laughs> we are dating us. Oh, my gosh. Our, the kids are going to listen to this podcast and go, I don't want to be these two old guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. There's there's uh, wisdom between these ears and those ears. Like, at least uh, at least we believe so. <laughs> so uh, so speaking of which, you know, as we as we get look at this man, time flies when you and I get together. Hey, when are we going to do a workshop too? We got to think about that. We should do one. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a great workshop space down here if you want to check it out. It's I so do want to do that. You know, I love coming to Chicago. As you know, it's not very far away. Yeah, Let's it's, do it's a great it. place I'll, to watch I'll, I'll, the it's a great way to to watch the Cubs beat the Brewers. So it's an awesome place for that. Okay, so <laughs> offline, not, offline, I'd love to do a workshop with you. Let's do it. We'll fill the place. Right. Yeah. Okay. You got it, man. That's uh, let's uh, Kate. Let's uh, we'll talk about that in Friday's meeting. We'll pick some dates and throw them by Wayne, but I think it's uh, time to do that. So, uh, and uh, everybody's saying, yes, we should. So they, they just said they'll all sign up. How's that? Um, so on this, uh, for, so you go to, uh, www.powerformula.net. So as people, uh, you know, it looks like you have some great resources. And so any place else you want to guide them on the website here? Well, the homepage is, is the home run because that's where I post my weekly email, blog, LinkedIn article that I write every week. So that's where you get my latest thoughts on the changes and things that are going on and new strategies. And, and that comes out every Sunday. It, over the weekend, the new article post. So I think that's, a, and then if you want to make sure you get those and find out about my workshops, be sure to sign up. So you get it in your email list and you find out about workshops like I'm going to do with you, then everybody will find out about it. Yeah, right on. And then um, I love this uh, 10 LinkedIn mistakes companies make. So I remember that uh, when you posted that up there, that's a great resource. Um, and I think Kate just said she uh, read your LinkedIn success on the train today. So there you go. Yeah, we've been pretty proud of the book. The book's done great. My wife, really, my wife wrote the book. I just was along for the ride. She uh, just so, walked in, so she heard that. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I had well, to say that. She just walked in, Dean. Yeah, we wouldn't have lived this long without our wives, so God Amen bless them. that, my friend. <laughs> so it's powerformula.net, powerformula.net. Those uh, that are listening online are asking for that URL again, so there right. it is. And then uh, Jackson will also, in a follow-up email, send the uh, send these uh, 
these goodies along to you as well. So as we as we part, so uh, two quick questions. One is, um, what are your uh, what are your favorite like if you besides what you just showed us, uh, what any other favorite tools that you have that you use outside of LinkedIn, like one or two? Uh, I use Calendly. Oh yeah, I love, no, I awesome. love Calendly. That has changed. Actually, that was my game changer for lot from last year. I mean, I had a, it was back and forth trying to get appointments set up with people, and now I just love my Calendly app. I think that's a home run. I mean, I use Bitly a lot. Of course, we all use Bitly a lot. Um, other than that, I think I'm a I'm an old school guy that has a lot of spreadsheets. Yeah, and we're and we're not afraid to make phone calls. Did you hear that, everybody? Right. Oh, yeah. We are not afraid to make phone calls. As a matter of fact, that's the highlight of my day when I see I got three phone calls coming up. I like them. Yeah, right on, right on. Um, also, um, so what other influencers do you have in your world that you look to and you're like, wow, I, I get some good nuggets or things from other people. So who do you like out there? You mentioned Gary before, Vanderchek, right? So Yeah, else? so of course I, I don't miss any of his podcasts. Um, I like Donald Miller. Uh, Donald Miller wrote a book called Story Brand and I'm yeah. really getting into his stuff. And I think that that concept of the story brand is crazy. I mean, I read Donald Miller back when he wrote Blue Like Jazz as a frustrated Christian guy. Right. And, and I, I thought this guy's never going to make a buck in his whole life, right? And now he's got this beautiful company that that does the story branding idea. So I, I highly recommend you get a, find his website, Story Brand, buy the book. The other person that has really helped me a ton is Michael Hyatt. Oh yeah. I mean, Michael Hyatt and his book platform was a game changer. Now he's moved on to so many other things besides just building a platform excuse me, for guys like me, but uh, still was just, uh, I, I wouldn't be where I am without a guy like him. Oh my gosh. Look who's coming up on our next episode. Our next episode. Don Stanley is listening in today. Yeah. So <laughs> hey Don, how are you? <laughs> All right. So we can't wait to have him on next week. So Wayne, we always ask people, what's the one thing that you learned and use? Um, you know, so type that in real quick. We're sort of curious. We want you to put one thing into action. And I think, Wayne, I'm going to relook at, uh, you know, my titles, you know, in, in sort of the experience section there, and maybe even the school section and, um, and and make those updates in parentheses. I think that's uh, that's a great tip that, uh, that that just makes sense. And you know what's funny? I believe sometimes, and I don't know if you ever get caught up in this. You get caught up in like cobbler's shoes, and and you like you're you're coaching people on stuff, and then all of a sudden, Kate will go, "Hey, you're not doing that anymore." <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. "Oh my gosh, I forgot." Right? So yeah, my wife always busts me on that stuff. Trust me. Well, that's good. At least we have uh, angels around us to watch out for those things. You, know, you need accountability, my friend. Right at right on. So uh, real quick, um, I just want uh, so you know a lot of you know that we do a ton of influencer packages and things like that. So um, I'm going to put this up, just this questionnaire. I'm going to bring Jackson and Kate back on as we have this uh, polling question up. We'll give you 20 seconds to respond to that. Yes, 20 seconds. Um, so as you do this, just click on the thing or things that you want uh, some more information on, and we'll be glad to get those to you. Um, real quick, uh, so uh, with that being said, we do have a couple of workshops, and I'm excited. Uh, Wayne and I are going to work on a workshop together. I've been wanting to do that, and I'm like, doggone it, I'm just going to call us out and make it happen. And then Kate will have, you know, Kate's the one that holds my feet to the fire on scheduling. So uh, all good stuff. All right. So let's close that out. Hey, Kate, did you hear all that? I was like saying, Kate's going to hold my feet to the fire. 
Love it. I did. And I also heard Wayne say he has a Calendly, so <laughs> I mean, that should help hold your feet to the fire. I'm just kidding. I love Dell. Yes. Cool. Cool. And so, uh, so we like to always uh, get people that uh, work with us and play with us online. And we like to acknowledge new people that are with us and we give them a, a Starbucks gift card. And the goal behind the Starbucks gift card is to really um, get together with somebody that you care about or somebody that you connect with uh, maybe on uh, LinkedIn or on another social media platform and share what you've learned today. So like the things that you've learned from Wayne. So take that Starbucks gift card and really share and, and not just wait for the Starbucks gift card, but, but share what you learned with somebody today because that's gonna wire it into your brain that this is something good and something that you can do. And if you teach, you also learn at the same time. You agree with that, Wayne? Amen. Yeah, right on. So Jackson, who's our uh, winner in the pool here today of people we have live with us? Uh, Carissa Massaro. Oh, she's, she's on the phone, but she's listening in. So I, uh, yeah, she was uh, commenting as she, as well as she could on the phone. So <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Great job. And uh, Carissa, good to have you on with us today. So uh, you'll be getting that Starbucks gift card via the email that you registered with. And then Kate, do we have anybody on with Twitter? We do. We have Jennifer Wright on Twitter. Jennifer, way to go. So Jennifer will be getting a Starbucks gift card. So you can congratulate her via a tweet. So there you go. Or maybe she's she's got to be hearing us somewhere here, right? So. <laughs> Hashtag congratulations. So Wayne, I just want to uh, say how much we appreciate you and uh, appreciate you spreading your knowledge and, and sharing things with us as you always do. And it's always a hoot. I, I always learn stuff from you. So thank you for being Wayne. My pleasure. It was a blast, my friend, and go Brewers. <laughs> go Cubs. <laughs> it's neck and neck, and I guarantee you it will be exciting till the end. So, right. Oh, yeah, Tracy's on here. Yes, Brewers. Oh, there you go. Come on, where's my Cubs fans? <laughs> I saw that. I knew you were wearing that double. I that just for you, man. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> I was wondering if anyone was going to catch the Packers Cup, because that was what th that's what I didn't like. Oh, the Packers Bears thing. Oh. oh, there you. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, there you oh, go. Ugly That's cup. right. That's like, right. like we'll I, un I understand the Brewers, right? I get yeah. that. <sighs> the Packers. They have a really nice stadium. The Brewers. <laughs> the indoor outdoor. Them? Have the you ever Packers been to the Packers stadium? It's actually pretty damn nice. So it's just well, very I'm gonna, far away. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I I really don't watch that much football. Uh, so. That really, the Packers doesn't, I don't get football at all, actually. So the <laughs> Packers, it just falls under that category. That's such a but, theater statement, man. <laughs> but I, I love baseball. So right, there you go. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, Wayne, uh, you know, as they always say, may the best team win. Thank you again for sharing your knowledge with us. Thanks you to all of you that uh, joined us today and those of you listening on the podcast. And we will look forward to you building your influence and your personal brand online uh, with us and around us. And together, we will win together. So thank you, everybody. And we'll see you online. Take care.